The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to join us for this edition of Shi'ar Jashub. Today, we will begin the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's Through the Bible in-depth series on heavenly authority. Greg Scalzo has pastored Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle for over three decades, and he is the author of the new life-transforming book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Now, let's go right into the Sunday message. In our discussion over the past few sermons on respect for authority, I think it's clear that while the gospel of the kingdom of God was revolutionary, while it would churn up the heavens and the earth, the disciples of the Lord were not to be purposeful troublemakers, nor rebellious, nor insolent, nor readily defiant, though they were always to speak the truth. And let's just take a look at Paul's words in Romans chapter 13 on the way believers should act toward the secular government. This is Romans chapter 13. I'll start at verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And that has a foundation also in the Old Testament. Uh, in the book of Daniel, we're told in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. So God allows authorities to come into power. Many times we get the leadership we deserve, which might not be very good, but to teach us a lesson. But he allows the authorities to come about and then he removes them. Doesn't mean he approves of them, but there is the need for order. Order so that his word can go forth, order so that we can raise our families. And even in the middle of the Roman government here, Paul writes, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Now, obviously, he's speaking in generalities here. We know that rulers can be tyrants and horrible, but in general, in general government, if you have a governor, even a Roman governor over a province, what he wants is peace. He wants order. And if you're there living your life and doing good and not raising trouble, you're someone he knows he doesn't have to worry about. I think that's what Paul's saying here. And if you don't want to be afraid of him, what does it say? Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. And we've seen it many times that as you do what's right, there are certain situations you're in in life that you have to submit and do the proper paperwork and 
you know, go along with things really that aren't, shouldn't be necessary, but you do it and you get a praise for it from the authorities because you've done that which is proper and right. You don't purposely go against the grain. You don't purposely sandpaper their nerves. You do what's proper and right as much as you can. And in most cases, in the general sense of government, we know there are specific situations on horrible governments, but for the most part, governors want things to go smoothly. They don't want chaos. So if you do what's right, Paul says, you have nothing to be afraid of. Do what is good. Verse 4, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due. And there he's really paraphrasing what Jesus said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Render, therefore, to all their due. Because of fear and because of conscience. It's the right thing to do. You don't purposely cause trouble, Paul's saying. And in the NIV, when you read that last verse, it says, give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, fear in the New King James is translated respect in the NIV. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. That word means reverential fear. Respect, fear. And then things, as far as your part goes, can go as smoothly as possible. Does that mean that if Nero wants to say the Christians burn the city and take you and persecute you, you won't undergo persecution? Not at all. Paul himself would be beheaded by the Roman government. But in general life, in general conduct, we can avoid many problems. And even for conscience sake, God establishes these authorities to keep some type of order, to avoid anarchy, to avoid chaos. So do that which is proper and right. So Christians clearly here are to be good citizens. In Titus, Paul says, Titus chapter 3 and verse 1, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Christians ought to be good citizens. And not just Paul wrote these things. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. That should be the role of officials. Now, we know you have evil officials that won't do it, but they should be there to punish the evildoers and praise those who do good. For this, verse 15, this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. 
Many in the Roman Empire would speak evil of the Christians. But if you know anything of the history, the purity of the conduct of believers shouted out to those who had an honest heart and eyes to see the truth, that these are not troublemakers. These are good people living good lives. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bond servants of God. We're free. We have authority. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are members of the kingdom of heaven. We have authority. We are seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Yet though we are free, we are not to use our freedom. No one has any authority over us except that God gives it to them. We are not to use in our freedom that liberty, what does it say here? As a cloak for vice. So many times you'll hear immature Christians say how uh, they did something wrong. They performed the wrong action. And then they came under, they were caught. And they'll say, well, I was persecuted because I'm a Christian. No, you were persecuted because you did something wrong. You can be persecuted because you're a Christian, but a lot of times that's a great cover over for doing something wrong. Well, it's just because I'm a Christian that they've caught me, that they're persecuting me. Don't use your freedom as a cloak, a cover for vice, but as bond servants of God, verse 17, honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. This is the will of God. Some will purposely oppose the government when there's no reason to. They feel they're above regulations. We are free in Christ, but we are to act in a certain way with a certain spirit, even though we have great authority in heavenly realms. So Peter makes it clear here, just like Paul, that in everyday conduct, disciples of Jesus Christ should try as best to be respectful of authorities. But today, having laid a solid foundation for the biblical teaching of respect for authority, we want to look at the spiritual limits of that respect. We want to see what you cannot be asked to obey, whether by government by pastors, by husbands, by parents, by teachers, or any others in a position of authority. And again, we'll look at Peter. We've seen Peter's words. We've seen the spirit that we should live our lives in. But please turn with me to the book of Acts. And let's see a very specific situation on the limits of authority. Acts chapter 4. You have in chapter 3 the man that's lame from birth, begging at the temple gate, and he receives healing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth by the hands of Peter and John. And the crowd becomes amazed. They gather around, and Peter is able to preach a very marvelous sermon testifying to the Lord Jesus in chapter 3. And then in chapter 4, verse 1, now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, the temple guard, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus 
the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So you have 5,000 people plus, that's just the men, are saved. And that's what the Sadducees and the priests are upset about. They see the people all coming to a knowledge of this Yeshua, this Jesus. Verse 5, And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, so you have the Sanhedrin, the elders and the scribes, the Pharisees, the scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. You have them all, all the people we've spoken about in the last few weeks, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, the captain of the temple, the priests, the chief priests, Annas, Caiaphas, they're all together. All the leaders of Israel are gathered together. We'll leave the sermon at this point. You can find information about our church services and a library of programs for serious Bible study on our website at www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, 30 Bible Lessons to Effective Prayer That Will Change Your Life is now available in paperback and hardcover and in ebook format for iBooks, Kindle, and Nook. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.